Hello, everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Easy Street Sports. I'm your host, Brandon Anderson. Uh, with me today is Eric, my old man, who uh, had a playbook when he was seven, has run and managed two successful businesses, has 10 plus years of coaching, so he has plenty of knowledge regarding how to run a successful franchise in terms of football, and we are Easy Street Sports, the home of the in-depth analysis of the NFL and college football. So yeah, go ahead and intro- go ahead and say hi. Good afternoon, Brandon. Kind of excited to be a part of your first podcast. Yeah, I'm anxious to see how this moves forward and how much fun you have with it and how it grows. So, all right, let's go ahead and get started. So we're gonna. Man, or we're going to uh, prioritize a lot of the NFL today. So, first thing we want to talk about is there. Are obviously, if we look at the playoffs this off season, we look at all the teams that are currently in the playoffs, and you can tell that there's a certain caliber of quarterback that is on the team for every single uh, every single team in the playoffs. So. Let's start with what are the major components that differentiate a Tier 1 quarterback from a Tier 2 quarterback? And let's go into more detail on how we describe a Tier 1 quarterback. Well, the Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3 quarterback, I think, is the backbone of a successful team or a team that lacks success. Uh, I think when you when you break down the quarterbacks that are in the National Football League, they fall into one of three categories. You have a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, a Drew Brees, those type of quarterbacks in Tier 1. Then you have Tier 2, which I think confuses owners the most. Uh, and then you have Tier 3, which are the Justin Fields, uh, Trevor Lawrence, as of right now, because they're new, they could obviously move their way up. And as quarterbacks like Drew Brees retires, and he consistently makes it to the playoffs, he's a tier one quarterback. When he retires, somebody else is going to move up into that top tier because it opens up another, basically opens up another slot. Mm-hmm. But a tier one quarterback, what I refer to as a tier one quarterback, those are the ones that are going to make it to the playoffs and give you a good strong chance on going deep into the playoffs. They make the playoffs consistently right. every year. They they win playoff games, they win their division. They're they're hosting playoff games, not just getting to the wild card and losing in the right. wild card. Right. A tier 2 quarterback will maybe get you to the playoffs. You'll just nibble at it. You'll most likely lose the first yeah. round. And a tier three quarterback is just simply a backup quarterback that's in a starting slot. They're yeah. not. You're not going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know. So when I when I when you look at a tier one, you obviously have a Tom Brady, you know, an Aaron Rodgers. You have uh, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and and then you know when you're looking at tier two. You're, you know, you're looking at the Kirk Cousins, 
is a perfect example of a tier two quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's good, but what he really is, he's a good backup who's in a starting role. Yeah. Uh, you got him, I think, Lamar Jackson. A lot of them confuse him as a, as a tier one quarterback. He, um, he's had some success, but a tier one quarterback shows strong success year after year after year. You can, barring injuries or anything unforeseen, a tier one quarterback's going to get you to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts, tier two. Matt Ryan, even though he did go to the playoff or the Super Bowl the one time, he consistently shows you, you know, an average for the most part. He's not going to get you deep in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, he's a tier two quarterback. I think uh, um, Teddy Britt, then you start getting into tier three, and that's when you've got a Jameis Winston, you got a um, rookies mostly. Jared Goff, yep. who, you know, and I, you could argue that he's a tier two, because a tier two is basically a a good backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think another one would be a Daniel Jones, Tier 3 from the Giants. I think Ben Roethlisberger now. He, although he was a Tier 1 for a long time, he's getting older, he's slower, injuries. He, now he's a low Tier 2, he's a Tier 3. Uh, uh, um, Justin Fields. You know, a tier three, Davis Miller, or Mills, excuse me, Davis Mills, uh, tier three, Trevor Lawrence, tier three, Sam Darnold. So those are, you know, the tier threes. The question or the thing that comes up is when you look at somebody like a Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. And he, to me, is the one that confuses owners the most. Mm -hmm. Even though he beat out Tony Romo, who was another good quarterback, but a tier two. Mm -hmm. uh, Dak is a tier two quarterback. And I say that because when you look at the situation the Cowboys were in, uh, and he needed to bring the Cowboys down into scoring position to, you know, to, to move forward in the playoffs, he floundered. They ran that QB sneak, yeah. that QB draw. Right, and you want to blame it on the coaches. But here's the deal. A Tier 1 quarterback, you get a play in, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't like it, he'll change it. Mm -hmm. He'll change it. Tom Brady will change it. They'll put something in, overrule a coach. Uh, you know, they're the ones getting paid $30 million. The coach mm -hmm. sitting up in the box is getting paid a million, yeah. if that. So a Tier 1 quarterback will change it to a play that he has more confidence in. Dak Prescott didn't, so the play failed. Cowboys didn't move forward, but this is a message for Jerry Jones. Jerry, Dak Prescott, you're not going to win. You're not going to get to the Super Bowl with him. You know, look back at teams over time. Look at the Green Bay Packers. Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Tier 3 quarterbacks. They got into the playoffs, deep into the playoffs, won Super Bowls with Tier 1 quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott is not a tier one quarterback. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings, he's not a. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Cousins is not a tier one quarterback. You're not going to get there. Then you look at, you look at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's a 500 team. Their record is usually 500 all day long. You know they brought in some good players. 
But Jameis Winston was in there and threw for a million yards, threw a ton of interceptions. Yep. Once again, that's what a Tier 2 or a Tier 3 quarterback will do for you. And they didn't make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So then Brady comes in. Here's 44-year-old guy. Uh, comes in. He's probably, what, 43 when he came in. Mm-hmm. And they won the Super Bowl in his first year. That is a clear example of what happens when a team puts their energy in getting a Tier 1 quarterback. What happens is, look at the Vikings. Vikings, good coach. I think they had some talented players, but then they went with a Tier 2 quarterback, and they've been, you know, 500, maybe a little better, nibbling at the playoffs. But they waste all that talent because they don't have a Tier 1 quarterback. Everything starts and stops with that. Now the Cowboys are looking at getting uh, uh, the guy from New Orleans. Sean Payton. Sean Payton. coach. To bring in as a coach. So there's really, you know, three areas that teams need to look at that, that determine whether or not they will or will not make it to the playoffs. And the first one, and the most important one, is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Look at what Brady did. Look at what Joe Burrow was doing. Those are two clear-cut examples. You know, so... so you know, if, if you don't have a Tier 1 quarterback, your chances of getting to the Super Bowl are slim to none. Yeah. So, I look at Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. and Jerry Jerry is is frustrated because they're not getting deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, you know it starts and stops with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. All his effort, all his energy, all his money should be going towards getting a tier one quarterback. Mm-hmm. He has players. He has. A coach now. If he gets Sean Payton, mm-hmm. now he has what I consider a tier one coach. And you have to have the other part is swag players. These are players that have that that extra ability. They're not only good, but they bring that attitude like a Ray Lewis. They elevate the players around them. Exactly. They're not just good because there's a lot of other good players out there, but they're players with that arrogance which you have to have in athletics. It, it's hard to explain unless you've been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, having played in college, I could see the confidence and the arrogance, not in a negative way, but when you walk out on that field, when you have that arrogance, that elevates a player's ability and the ability of the other players around them. Mm-hmm. When Aaron Rodgers walks out on the field, he knows he's good. Tom Brady goes out on the field along with Gronkowski. They know they're good. Well, that that impacts the other players around them. Yeah. You know, look at the Rams. Mm-hmm. Look at their defensive line. You got They just brought in Von Miller. Yep, they had Aaron Donald. And then you got Aaron Donald. I mean, that arrogance, that confidence, that cockiness... 
that's the part that gets missed. That leadership, that confidence gets missed. People start to look at stats, mm -hmm. and they don't realize that that arrogance really drives a lot of a lot of the success. Mm -hmm. So you know, I see these teams. You know, back to the quarterback. You know, these teams that that struggle to get. Look at the 49ers. Mm -hmm. They have Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's good. He's a he's a good strong tier two quarterback. Mm -hmm. And they know it. Yep. Look at the Titans. The Titans, they have a good, in Tannehill, they have a good tier two quarterback. But the team around them is strong. Look mm -hmm. at Henry. He's an all-pro Hall of Fame quarterback, or running, running back. back. Yep. You know, and the other players on their team, they fall short just like the Cowboys mm -hmm. because they don't have a tier one quarterback. Yeah. Speaking of the Titans, when they played the Bengals, who have uh, Joe Burrow, mm -hmm. who arguably is a tier one quarterback. Yep. It, again, it's still early in his career. Right. They sacked him nine times. Right. If any other team gets sacked nine times, they should lose that game. They lose, right. But the Titans ended up losing that game, even though they sacked Joe Burrow nine times. So that tells you that as even though their defense was phenomenal in that game, they still found a way to lose, which I believe was in large part of Ryan Tannehill throwing some interceptions and having not a great game. Right. And I think another good point to add is when you have a Tier 1 quarterback, not everything needs to go well in order to win a game. Right. They, they can come back from a deficit from behind and pull out a win. Right. Tier two quarterback, a lot of things have to go right. They have to be ahead. They have to have a lead in the, order to the win other a game. The team has to make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I called into a radio station a number of years ago when Peyton Manning just got done winning the Super Bowl. They were talking about how many more Super Bowls the Broncos were going to win and how they most likely will make it back to the Super Bowl the following year. And I called in and I told them, I said, that will be it for the Broncos. Yep. They said, well, you're yep. crazy. Why do you say that? I said, because Peyton Manning is, is re retiring. Mm -hmm. Who, who's, you know, coming in in place of him. Yeah. And they said, well, he's old. He's, you know, he's, I said, yeah, he's old. He played the game in a way, in a different way than he did when he was younger. Mm -hmm. But he did it to keep the team from losing. Mm -hmm. He he he, you know, eliminated a lot of mistakes that he could have made, and he provided the one thing that gets overlooked because a lot of times they're looking at stats and stats and stats. You got it, you know, and, and that doesn't always show leadership. No, you know, Terry Bradshaw, leadership, mm -hmm. attitude, grit. There's that arrogance again. I mean, he had that. They walk out on that field together. They knew they were good. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing that doesn't get looked at. That's the thing that can't. The stats won't tell you. No. And having played and seeing that arrogance that some players had, and how good they were, and how good they made the teams they played mm -hmm. on. 
that's a piece that gets overlooked. You know, so Peyton Manning, I told him, I said, the Broncos aren't going to make it back again because they aren't going to have somebody that's going to come in to provide that kind of leadership. And that's mm -hmm. what you saw with Tom Brady when he came to the Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. He provided that. Not only the skill, but he provided the leadership, and he provided the, the blueprint and the attitude that you have to have in order to get to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think the Buccaneers would have been there this year if Antonio Brown would, would not have... They did have a lot of injuries yeah. plaguing them, so yeah. that was part of it. So, yeah. so you know, it, it, but when you look at when you look at let, let's look at the Rams. Mm -hmm. Rams are a good example. They have a tier one coach. They have a strong organization with history of of doing well and making it to the Super Bowl mm -hmm. with Kurt Warner, and you know they've been strong for years mm -hmm. he knew with Jared Goff mm -hmm. that there was a ceiling yeah that Goff at best was a tier two quarterback there he could see that there's a ceiling as far as their progress and how far they could go in the playoffs mm -hmm. and their chances of winning the Super Bowl it's the same ceiling that Dak Prescott has it's the same ceiling that Cousins has mm -hmm. it you know where Breeze and Rodgers, and Brady, mm -hmm. and some of these, Josh Allen, mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, there is no ceiling. 13 seconds left, and Mahomes finds a way to, to tie, tie the, game. the game and win it. Aaron Rodgers brings the team down with 38 seconds left. I, I, I mean, that those are players that, that they don't have a ceiling. Mm -mm. Prescott, when you watch him try to win it at the end, he had a ceiling. Now, back to the Rams. So he knew Jared Goff. Because what the Rams have done is is brilliant. He knew Jared Goff had a ceiling. Mm -hmm. So when you look around, and this is what the Cowboys need to do, when you look around and you want to go to the Super Bowl and you have the players, mm -hmm. then you got to put the, the right person, a Tier 1 person, in place to steer the ship. Mm -hmm. So he looks around and the only, and, and one of them was Stafford. He was a diamond in the rough, playing with the Lions. Not a strong, well-organized organization. They do not have Tier 1 coaches, so Stafford was stuck. Mm -hmm. So he goes, meets him. Story is, they were at the same resort, sitting in a hot tub, talking about, you know, things, and... He got Stafford to come to and arranged a deal for Stafford to come to the Rams. So that now took the ceiling away from their potential. Mm -hmm. Lions have Goff. Goff is a low two, high three. You, know, you could say he's a two. And look at the Lions schedule. Does a decent job, but a tier two quarterback means that they're a good backup. Mm -hmm. A lot of teams don't have a choice because there's only so many tier one quarterbacks to go around. So he gets Stafford, and now look where they're at. They're in the Super Bowl. 49ers are sitting there facing the same thing. They have Garoppolo, and they're looking at the same ceiling. Mm -hmm. He's good. He can get us maybe to the playoffs. Maybe we even win a game in the playoffs. But to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. Garoppolo is, I think, his strong too mm -hmm. because he has proven. He has gone to the Super Bowl before. Yeah, and he has proven to, to get 
and perform well in the playoffs. So, you know, but I do believe the guy has has a ceiling. Mm-hmm. And when 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 it's crunch time, that's where I don't get hung up on the stats because people are all over stats. Well, he threw for this, threw for that. But see, stats are not accurate. I saw a game where uh, the receiver dropped the ball, receivers, not the same guy, dropped the ball three or four times, hit him right in the numbers, dropped it, dropped it three or four times. That goes against the average for the quarterback. Yeah, that's an incompletion on the quarterback. Yeah, and that's that's not accurate. In baseball, you got a wild pitch or a pass ball. If it's a wild pitch, it's, it's the pitcher's fault. If it's a pass ball, it's the catcher's fault. So it doesn't always go against the pitcher or the catcher. So in this situation, you know, you're always counting and looking at stats, but stats are not always 100% accurate. You know, you could say maybe 75% because so many other factors come in, so I'm not a big stats guy. They don't always tell the story. Yeah, they don't tell the true story. I'm an arrogance, uh, crunch time, uh, you know, that, that those are the things that I look at, is, is what is Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach, what happens at crunch time? What happens with, 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 with Aaron Rodgers at crunch time? Well, I can tell you, it's 38 seconds left. He brings the ball down and scores and wins the game. So Patrick Mahomes, he's got, what, 12 or 13 seconds left. He brings, he throws a pass, they kick a field goal tied up, and then they come back and win it. In overtime. In overtime. Crunch time. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, those are things that a Tier 2 quarterback can't do. Dak Prescott's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So Jerry Jones, please hear this podcast. Feel free to call me because you need to get a Tier 1 quarterback. I would love to see the Cowboys land somebody, but you have to step back and look, okay, who are, who are the Tier 1 quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, why do you think people went back after Brett Favre? And look what happened. Brett Favre took him right back, almost knocked on the door of the Super Bowl because he's a Tier 1 quarterback. He probably still could come in if he got himself in shape. Um, make some noise. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees, he's in the booth. Tier one quarterback. So, you know, if you don't have a tier one quarterback, then you have to surround them with all star players, all star organization. You know, all star coach. You can't have mm-hmm. average coach. So it all starts and stops with the quarterback. So if I were the Cowboys, I would be pushing hard for a Russell Wilson. I would be pushing hard for an Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, you know, those, those are the moves. Or I would be looking at Drew Brees, you know, bringing him back after he's had a year of rest. and Because there's only so many of them on the planet. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, you know, you're not going to get there with anybody else. No. And I, I think to piggyback off that is with Tier 2 quarterbacks, with phenomenal coaching, with phenomenal rosters around them, you can see the ceiling with winning a division with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. They won their division. But with, they had nobody in their division. No, their division is very weak. Yeah. Then you have the Titans, who has a Tier 2 quarterback, but you can argue that their defense, the roster around the quarterback, and the coaching – was phenomenal, and that's how they got their first round by. That's exactly right. So it is possible to reach a high ceiling, make it into the playoffs, win your division, host a playoff game with a Tier 2 quarterback, but a lot of things need to happen 
a lot of good pieces need to fall around them in order to reach that ceiling. Because you look at what the Rams coach did. If the 49ers or the Titans or the Cowboys would have made that move, mm -hmm. they would be there and the Rams would not. No. That's what they have to realize. They have to, and it's like, you know, sometimes I had professors in college. I, they, I had two professors, particular professors in political science. They, they argued, one said you need to be really tight and really close to stats and information and everything. The other one argued that, nope, the further back you stand, the, the brighter the picture can become, the, the better you see things. And sometimes you can get too close to it and you don't realize what the problem is. Like I look at the Lions, and if you look at the Lions over the years, they don't have any other than Bobby Lane, which is before my time, they don't have any all-star quarterbacks or Hall of Fame quarterbacks. No. You could argue Stafford at this point with what he's done in But he was LA. there and they got nothing out of it. Yeah. So see something, and it's not like the Lions aren't trying, because we love the Lions, mm -hmm. love the Bears. They're, it's not like they're not trying, but sometimes they're getting so close that they don't, they don't really recognize what the key pieces are to a successful organization. Mm -hmm. They don't know. They're they're grasping at straws. They had you know other general managers come in and they drafted all kinds of wide receivers. They drafted, you know, running backs. I mean, the Lions have had the number one or top in the top five or ten for years, and they still can't get to the playoffs or get deep into the playoffs because they're not putting the fundamental building blocks in place in order to make that happen. But when you look at the Rams, by going and trading for Stafford, mm -hmm. and then the whole draft choice pick, I don't know if you want to get into other questions on draft choice. Speaking of which... With regards to the Rams, they've adopted this formula where they're foregoing their quality draft picks first, second round. They're getting rid of all of those, and they're getting proven veteran players from other places. They took Von Miller from the Broncos, a proven veteran player, and Odell Beckham Jr. from the Browns, a proven veteran player when he was in New York with the Giants, and now he's with the Browns. Or then he was with the Browns, and now he's with the Rams. Do you think that formula of getting rid of your quality draft picks just to bring in that veteran talent, is that something that teams should be taking a look at and seeing if they can replicate it? I, I think it's I think what the what the Rams have done is brilliant. Because there's not gonna be a Joe Burrow that comes down the pipe very often. So when it's draft day, you have certain number of draft choices. Mm -hmm. You have players coming from the college ranks, and that's generally where people are salivating. Mm -hmm. They're all excited about what's coming. Mm -hmm. okay, but these are all unproven players yeah. at the NFL level. Mm -hmm. What I think they should do is when it's draft time, you look at all the players that are capable of playing NFL football, not only college, but recently retired, and those that are currently playing. I mean, Von Miller has proven himself. Von Miller might have been a good uh, 
defensive lineman back in the day, his day, he was great. And now he might be good. But now you put him on a team with some swagger and some potential. Now that brings him back for a year or two or more. Brings him back to greatness. You saw the Patriots do that. With, uh, what was his name, that linebacker, Junior Seau. Came from the Chargers, then he came to, went to the Patriots as a linebacker. You know, you start bringing some of these players over, instead of drafting, you, you know, a kid out of college who could be good, might be good, might not end up being good, might just be, look at Tebow. Great college player, couldn't materialize at the NFL level. Just couldn't, couldn't do it. So there's a wasted draft choice. So what if you would have spent that on a proven player in the NFL? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot more attention needs to be put on proven players to the point where maybe you don't even draft somebody out of college. You're using every draft choice to take and fill your roster with proven players. And when you get a Sam Darnold that comes along or a Joe Burrow that comes along, you, you know, you pull in, you know, you pull in one of those players. Mm -hmm. But instead of, you know, putting so much attention on the college player, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I would like to see teams trading for, you know, giving away their draft choice, you know, trading it for a player that has already proven himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that there are definitely going to be some players that will be good coming out of college. Oh, yeah. You, you might see a lot of good defensive players, especially this season when, with the draft being very defensive heavy. There's not a lot of great quarterbacks on the market. And some of them might hit. Kenny Pickett might hit. Malik Willis, I know, is his stock is increasing. But there's, there's always the, uh, uh, the possibility that they won't work, that it'll be a miss, that it'll, it won't benefit the team that they're on. So it's trading the possibility of a very, very high ceiling versus finding players that have been proven, that might be past their prime. But when you're a team like the Rams who have all the pieces and they want to win now, they're not trying to rebuild. They have all the necessary pieces they need, especially with now that they've acquired Stafford, that they're trying to win now. They're not trying to build from scratch, build from the draft. They're ready to win now. So they'll take players like Von Miller, who the Broncos might see as past his prime. They might try to get rid of him because they might be going into a rebuild. When in reality, when you go to the Rams and you have an Aaron Donald and a Matthew Stafford and that mentality, that moxie that the team has adopted because of those two players, you're seeing Von Miller playing again at his prime level and they're in the Super Bowl. Right. See, the other thing, you're, you know, you need to look at the swagger part. Look, at they brought in Von Miller, but they also brought in, to me, Mr. Swagger, that's Odell Beckham. I mean, look at what that guy has brought to the team. Yeah. Now, he was, you know, he was in Cleveland, and before that, he was, I think he was with the Giants. And, you know, so, I mean, and he made some noise there, uh, but nothing like what he's doing now. So you bring him to a Super Bowl, you know, type team, look at how that guy has blossomed. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with Antonio Brown. But, you know, Stafford's not just at the Rams, just, you know, on his talent. He's got Cup that he's throwing to. He's got Odell Beckham. He's got, he's got weapons. Mm -hmm. And so does Brady. Brady's got weapons where he's at. 
You know, so these these guys aren't doing. You know, even then he brings over Gronk. I mean, geez. So you got to give. You got to put some weapons in place. You got to have a solid running back. You know, so you know, I, I sit here and look at the Lions, and they're they're you know the, their only mindset is we need to take a high draft. You know, uh, uh, college player. They've got two drafters. They got the Rams number one, uh, thirty-two, I think. They're, That's their they, projection. Yeah. Uh, and they and have they, the number and two. They pick. have number two pick. So they're already thinking one hundred percent. They're thinking somebody from the college level. Instead, package that and get yourself a, a tier one quarterback. Go after a Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Go after a, you know, um, I'd even try to bring Drew Brees out, even though he's probably done. I you know I don't know who else you have, but it has to start there because golf is a, a a level two, a mid range. You know it, it's hard to say with golf. I've only I haven't seen him enough, but look at his results. I mean, he 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 may end up. I probably could say he's a, he's a he, he's a decent two. He's a good backup. So you're not going to win with him. I don't have a rebuild that exists for three, four, five years. Your rebuild in the NFL needs to be two years. You're getting your players. Cowboys got your players. 49ers, you got your players. You've got to plug in a quarterback, mm-hmm. period. And the Cowboys are focusing on coaches, and they're all their energies on that. It's like, look, Jerry, you're not going to win with Dak. Mm-hmm. And I said that this year. And now he he did well. What they finished? 12 and five or 13 and four? I don't know what they. I don't know what the record was. All I know is they won their division, so yeah. they hosted a playoff game. Yeah. And look what they did. They laid an egg. They laid an egg. So now he's going to go get a Tier 1 coach. But the Tier 1 coach will elevate the ability of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But you're still going to have what happened to golf. You're still going to have a ceiling. You're going to have a ceiling. It's limited. It's like a kid that runs runs you know a 5-second 40. It, you know, you run a 5-second 40, I, you know, you're only that fast. I, you know, it's it's not going to be your, that's how you got to look at it. I mean, and then you got Patrick Mahomes and these other ones. They don't have a ceiling. No. You know, so that's that's the kind of player you need at that position. So when it comes to the draft, open the draft up and look at pulling in players that, that already currently exist on NFL teams instead of just looking at college players. Because I've, you know, having been with the Lions, I've seen so many wasted picks mm-hmm. on players that they think are going to be good, and they show up and they lay an egg. They're not, they're not NFL caliber. No. No. I think with, if we're talking about the Lions, that with the contract that Jared Goff has, it makes the most sense to keep him for this year. Unfortunately, money-wise, you have to keep him for another year. But once his contract expires. That's the point where you've either taken somebody that you want in the draft, which I, you still can't rule it out as an option, but if Russell Wilson is still on the table, if Deshaun Watson is potentially available, if there's a Tier 1 quarterback out there that is available that we can trade for, I mean, the Rams just did it with Goff to get Stafford, along with some draft picks, you definitely can't rule out the possibility of that option. Right. Right. And Deshaun Watson is an interesting. He's a tier one quarterback. Now he's run into some personal issues. I'm not, you know, fully up on, on those issues. Um, 
and I'm not saying take a chance on him because I don't know how bad those issues are, but he's a tier one quarterback. It has to start there. If you're a coach and you want to be successful, you have to look at Belichick. Belichick tried Cam Newton. Cam Newton is, he's, he's a distraction. He's a tier three quarterback. I wouldn't have anything to do with it. He's not a leader. He's, he's a distraction for any team. And this new guy that he's got, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Look at what happened with the Patriots as soon as they brought in Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. This guy's, uh, uh, he is, uh, you know, he's only been there a year. Mm-hmm. But look at, look at how well they played. Mm-hmm. He can make the things that Belichick wants to do, he can make them come alive. Like, like and I'm not saying he's at Brady's level, but a tier one quarterback can do that. This kid looks like, well, he sent Cam Newton down the road mm-hmm. year one. So I think he there's a lot of potential there. And that's Belichick knows that. He knows that, look, everything else you throw out the window. I don't get myself, even Belichick, when he had Cam Newton, they didn't do anything. No. You got to have a tier one quarterback. So, you know, Justin Fields at Chicago. Justin Fields, I haven't seen enough of him. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a lot of upside. Um, I, I, you know, and I think Trevor Lawrence. There's a lot of upside, but I'm not real big on the scrambling type quarterbacks. You look at Steve Young, RG3, Lamar Jackson, uh, Justin Fields, uh, Trevor Lawrence. These are all scrambling. Then Michael Vick. You know, you compare them to the ones that sit in the pocket. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Burrow, even though they can run, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, they're pocket passers. You design the offense for them to, you, you need an accurate passer. Yeah. So, you know, these scram- it's not that the scrambling quarterbacks, because Aaron Rodgers can scramble, Roger Staubach can sc- scramble, but they're accurate, very smart, very, you know, they have the confidence piece. You know, and when I talk about arrogance, back to, you know, the arrogance piece, I remember the story of Joe Montana. Uh, they were either in the playoffs or they were in the Super Bowl. I don't remember which way. I think it was the Super Bowl, and they were marching down the field, and time was running out, and they had to score to win, and in the middle of all this pressure, Joe Montana says to one of his linemen, oh look, there's John Candy in the stands. And I remember the lineman saying, oh my gosh, we got the whole world on our shoulders and Joe's looking at at people in the stands. See, that's the arrogance and the confidence that I'm talking about. And that's what you're seeing with Joe Burrow right now. Patrick Mahomes has it. It's like he always feels like he's in the game. Mm -hmm. And, And that's the thing, that's the kind of, that's a tier one quarterback. Those are the ones that are, you know, Roger Staubach, Terry Bradshaw. These are the guys, the players that, the, that, that made the other players always feel like they've got a real strong chance to win every game. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. All right. Now let's move towards the idea of the Lions. Of course, us being based in Michigan, we do have a little bit of a bias towards Detroit. But based on their schedule next year and their current point in the rebuild, so they just had their first year with Dan Campbell, 
and their general manager. They went 4-13-1. After their bye week is when Dan Campbell decided to take over play calling. They went, um, they won three games. They tied a fourth game. And in the offseason, they hired Ben Johnson to the offensive coordinator who helped Dan Campbell build a lot of his offensive play calling ability when he took over for play calling. And if we look at their schedule for next year, I know this is not in order, but they play the NFC East and the AFC East. So they play Washington. Green Bay, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, New England, the Giants, the Jets, the Panthers, the Jaguars, and the Seahawks. So we can make the argument that both of those divisions that they play are not very strong, or if anything, there's maybe one team that can, is a guaranteed loss with the Cowboys and the Bills. How many games do we expect the Lions to win next year, and how many should they win based on the fact that this is their second year in their rebuild? I think you're still looking at the Lions being 500 or less. Once again, I think that Jared Goff it does not have that X factor. Mm. Um, he's not somebody that's going to win those extra two, three, four games a year that make the difference between a 500 team and a 12 and, you know, 5, 13 and whatever. Um, they, you know, and get into the playoffs of the home team, you know, so the, uh, yeah, so they're they're looking. Even though their schedule is friendly, friendly. That's a good way to put it. the The difference of winning and losing in the NFL is it's real tight. It's not a large margin. Yeah, I mean, you look at Antonio Brown. If Antonio Brown would not have done what he did, the Buccaneers would have made it. Mm -hmm. Okay, they didn't. He obviously was replaced by another player. And the difference between Antonio Brown and that other player is not huge, but it's enough to make a difference. Mm -hmm. There's some swagger, there's some arrogance, there's some confidence, there's some stuff that Antonio Brown will make in crunch time that the other player won't. And that a lot of times makes a difference between win or loss, because it's not always huge. You know, it's not a huge difference in the NFL. No. You know, it's not like college where Alabama can load up on players and they go in and they play Rutgers and, you know, it's game's over before it even starts. That doesn't happen in the NFL. No. So. And the Lions are a perfect example of that when they beat the Cardinals right. later in the season when the Cardinals were expected to go very far into the playoffs and potentially win the Super Bowl. Right. Right. All right. Staying in the NFC North, if Aaron Rodgers were to explore all of his options, should he stay with the Packers? Should he leave? If he does leave, where should he go? I think the Packers 
I think he's it's the whole Aaron Rodgers thing has run its course with the Packers. Okay. I think it's time for for him to move on. And I think it's a great opportunity for the Packers to get something for him. And you know, use him, uh, you know, to give him a chance to relocate. I think he wants to. I think he's done a tremendous job in Green Bay. Uh, even though I think he is seriously underachieved. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, he's only won one Super Bowl. You say what you want, but he's only won one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's time because he's become such a distraction. With his personal life and, and his attitude and everything else, I think it's a great opportunity for the Packers to to land another player. And you know, I thought it was interesting when they drafted uh, that kid. Uh, what's his name? Love. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. And how Rodgers was upset, but Rodgers obviously doesn't understand that. You know, he's getting a little older. They've got to find a replacement for him. They probably have a feeling that he wants to leave. So the only way they can find a replacement is going to be in a in the first round. Mm-hmm. They're not going to draft a third-round Hall of Famer. What happened with Brady was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Mistake. Okay, anybody that's going to make it, you know, and, and land a Tier 1 quarterback is going to come in the first round. Mm-hmm. So they had to draft you know, I don't. I'm not saying Love was the kid to get, but they had to look at a first round kid um, in order to ever find somebody that'll fill. Plus, he could be there for a while to learn from Rodgers, but I don't think Rodgers saw it like that. No. So, back to your question again. What was so in the case that I think you alluded to, Aaron Rodgers has probably run his course. In Green Bay. Yeah. He's probably either retiring or he's leaving to go to another team. Right. Where should he go? I think it comes back to what I said. If I was a team out there, like the 49ers, like the Titans, like the Cowboys, that has the the players in place, Mm -hmm. even the Buccaneers, that have the players in place, and they want to go deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You have to put all your eggs in Aaron Rodgers' basket. Mm-hmm. Where the Lions, for example, I'd love for them to go to the Lions, but Lions don't have any. What swag players do they have? Uh, we can't even think of any. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they had Megatron back in the day. They had... Uh, Barry Sanders, you know they had they've had some, but they 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 missed that part of it. They missed the players that have that extra swag, that have that extra attitude, that extra arrogance, that confidence. They don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um. So where should where should he go? If it were me, if it, it, I I you know I'd love to see him with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I mean the Cowboys should be. I, you know, perfect opportunity to trade Dak Prescott. Another place he could go are the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I think Derek Carr is a tier two quarterback, and that's why they're not getting over the hump. Trade him, bring in Aaron Rodgers. You know, now you're you're instantly going to go to the playoffs, and good chances you're going to go mm-hmm. deep into playoffs, barring injury, 
any unforeseen, you know, because things happen. Mm-hmm. So I, if I were Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if I'd go to the Broncos because I know that's a big thing out mm-hmm. there now. I don't know who the Broncos have. Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, but I mean around him? Their defense is strong. Okay. Middle of the pack. What conference? What are the other teams in the conference? In their division, they have Mahomes with right. the Chiefs. Yeah. They have Justin Herbert out with the Chargers. Right. It's it's not a good look right. to go to a division where arguably, arguably, at best, you're the second best quarterback in that division. Right. That's the right. one thing that he had with the NFC North right. is he was the best quarterback in that division. He goes to the Cowboys. He's, I mean, they're going to, they'd, they'd run the table in their conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would be, I, I mean, they've got players with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Jerry's willing to do it, but he's just not seeing the fact that, you know, he got all excited about Dak beating out Tony, but Dak is a tier two man. Mm-hmm. He, he is. He, you know, you bring in Aaron Rodgers, now you're talking. Yeah. You know, you, you know, so if it were me, I would be looking at the Tennessee Titans. I'd be looking at the Cowboys, the Raiders, the Buccaneers, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. One of those teams because they've got the players, they've got the swag, they've got the coaches. Yep. And they've got the organization. Yeah. I mean, I, he's he's not going to go to Cleveland. You know, he's not going to go to Detroit. He's not going to go to Philadelphia, Washington. I mean, um, yeah, those would, be, those would be my top choices. Yeah. And I think if you look at all of the teams that you listed off, where he would go, he would need to be in a division where there's no question that he's the best quarterback in that division. But it, he also takes the ceiling away. Yes. He takes the ceiling away, and now he's also given a shot of adrenaline to the organization and the players. So now they believe they can get there. And once yeah. you get players at that level, that they're that big, strong, once you get them to believe, buy in. Now, yeah, now their attitude out on the field, totally different. Because then they believe if we can get a stop on defense, right. our quarterback, our right. guy, can get us points. Right. Can get us a score, can get us up, can get us out of a deficit. Right. You always believe. And once you get those players to believe and they start getting that arrogance along with you, then it's then, yeah. then you're dangerous. Yeah. And that's what you see with the Chiefs. That's what you see with the Packers with him. You know, you you, you bring him in and you make sure he's got some weapons like, like Stafford has with mm-hmm. Cup and and uh, Mahomes has with Kelsey. You know, and Tyreek Hill, and mm-hmm. I mean, those are weapons. You give somebody like that weapons and, and that kind of arrogance, and that's the difference. Mm-hmm. That's the Lions don't have that. No. Yeah, that's so do what you want. I mean, they're going to be struggle to get to 500. Mm-hmm. You got to have those three pieces. Yeah. You got to have the tier one quarterback. You got to have arrogant, confident, talented players. And yeah, you know, they don't all have to be that way, but you have to have some, and you got to have an organization, a coach that's a tier one coach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if I would agree with the 49ers pick or location solely because I think the 49ers have a great team. But if you look at the division that they're in, they have Russell Wilson with the Seahawks, who, yes, did not have a good year this year. But I believe that that was mostly due to injuries. Mm-hmm. And then when he came back, he was kind of out of sync with the rest of the team. They weren't really able to build momentum. The other teams in their division were already doing phenomenal with the Cardinals and the Rams. It really just felt like because he was injured, the season was kind of lost at that point. Right. But Russell Wilson's a Tier 1 quarterback. Right. Stafford now with the Rams is proving that he's a Tier 1 quarterback. Kyler Murray with the Cardinals 
they do very well, but then they kind of folded coming out of uh, going 8-0 to start mm-hmm. the season. Yeah. So if he goes to the 49ers, the 49ers themselves would be a great team, but then you're battling tier one quarterbacks two times a year, that six, five, six games a year right. that are more difficult than they need to be. Right. Whereas if you go to Tennessee, yes, their wide receivers might not be great, but you have a Hall of Fame running back. You have a ferocious defense. So those are a lot of pieces that can help elevate him so where he doesn't have to do as much. Right. And then if you go to Tampa Bay... Or I, I, still with Tennessee, he would still be the best quarterback in that division. Carson Wentz wouldn't be the best. Right. Then you've got Trevor Lawrence. So the Tennessee Titans would be a good fit just based on his ability. And then if you go to Tampa Bay, you have the Panthers. Who knows what their quarterback is now? I know they had a revolving door of Cam Newton came back. They had Sam Darnold. They're right. not in position to do well no, at the quarterback no. position. The... Um, the Falcons have Matt Ryan, who's aging, hasn't done much since. So even the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a good location. Uh, With yeah. now that Tom Brady's retired, right, as an option. Now I've heard that I think Brady wants to come back and play for the Forty ers I think the Forty ers would like him to play for the Forty ers mm-hmm. I think that. Garoppolo has a ceiling. I think the 49ers see that. I think the Titans are recognizing the ceiling. Mm -hmm. I don't think Jerry Jones has recognized the ceiling in Dak Prescott. But, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised to see Garoppolo in Tampa Bay, possibly, and Brady at the 49ers. I think... I think... Uh, you know, it looks like Rodgers is going to go to the Broncos, but I think that would be a dud. I don't mm-hmm. think that that will amount to what Rodgers, I think Rodgers should try to go to the Cowboys um, or the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know. Yeah. Because, and I, you bring up some good points. You know, you know looking at who you're going to play twice a, you know, twice a year, I think matters, and yeah. you're right. You know, you got to play Murray. You got to play, you know, uh, Russell Wilson. You got to play play uh, Stafford now. Stafford now. You know who who wants to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, you know, six to eight times. You know, that's you don't you don't want to do no. that. And I'm not saying you're afraid of that, but you also have to be smart about yeah. it if, if you want to get to the playoffs. Yeah. That's why him staying in the NFC North for so long has been beneficial to him because even if he has come up short in recent playoffs, he's owned the NFC North. No one has even come close to winning a division consistently like he has. And so for him to leave, he has to go to a situation that keeps him in that same scenario where he is easily the best quarterback in that division. Right. See, the, the thing, and I look at the guy, the coach at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Here he comes in and he makes some noise. Then he brings in Kirk Cousins. And now he's, I believe the Vikings have gotten rid of him. Gotten rid of him. Mm-hmm. And he's a good coach. But you see a lot of these, co- look at the coach at the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You're seeing good coaches get sent packing because they put 
all their eggs in a tier two quarterback. Mm-hmm. You can't screw that up. No. You you you're better off going and bringing Brett Favre out of retirement. You know, and hope he's got a little bit of you know flame left than to go with a tier two quarterback because you're going to be packing your bags. Tier two quarterbacks have got a ceiling. Well, and doesn't matter whether you agree with me, he just does. Look at the results; it speaks for itself. So, you know, you know, you feel bad for him, but you know, he put his eggs in, in Kirk Cousins, and I like Kirk Cousins, Michigan State boy, but he's got a ceiling. He's a he's a good backup. He's a good backup quarterback. He's a tier two, and you know, the results the results show it. Mm-hmm. All right, that'll do it.